0: Hi, I'm your host, Rowan Tonkin, and welcome to Being Planful, the show for FPA leaders and planning experts. Good morning, everyone, or uh, well, good afternoon, wherever it is you're listening from. Uh, this is the Being Planful podcast. Today, I am joined by Christopher Argent, uh, the founder of Gen CFO. Uh, Gen CFO is an online community for uh, finance practitioners. Chris, tell me, how did you come up with the concept of starting a community for, uh, for finance practitioners?
1: It, it was really easy, to be honest with you, because I was just basically looking for friends. <laughs> I was looking for people who, you know, were a bit like me. They were working in accounting and finance and business they were potentially a bit more tech savvy than the people around them. And I just went out hunting for friends, used that big place called LinkedIn, uh, grew a community to 40,000 people, and then the rest is history. Um, So really, it was a sort of a selfish thing where I was trying to find like minded people to help me with my job.
0: And I think that distills the power of community, right? And and that's the topic of today's conversation is, um, you know, how can you all as finance and accounting practitioners leverage communities in in what you do today, day to day? And so obviously Chris's story is about how he started it, but we're going to talk today a lot about, um, you know, how you all as listeners can leverage the power of community. So Chris, What do you see as the biggest benefits that your members uh, receive from the community? The number
1: one thing I think is you simply get answers to your questions. You know, it's community can be so many different things. um, But, but it essentially, it's about asking a question to a group of people. You know, I sometimes sort of, uh, you know, talk about who wants to be a millionaire and it's the sort of phone a friend, yeah. you know, it's the wisdom of crowds, it's, it's exactly that concept. And the thing is, you tend to get an answer, even though, you know, you're not going to an expert, you're going to appear, you're going to someone who's got experience. So it's not necessarily textbook. You know, it's not a response from chat GPT, you know, digesting the whole of the internet into an answer. Yeah. it's but what it is is it's credible, it's relatable, um, and it, and it is an answer from probably someone that you trust.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, in in preparing for today's conversation, you know one of the things that I wrote down uh, is is simply that getting that peer network and therefore getting an outside perspective. If I think about all the FPNA and accounting teams that I know, they're not the biggest teams and so no. you have a very limited um you know uh, resource pool available to you internally and yeah. and the power of of becoming a member of a community like that is there's thousands of other people just like you looking for people just like you and that that shared experience and uh, shared ability to solve problems uh, is a scale that you just often can't reach when gna teams are under so much uh constraint
1: yeah it's so true like the you know but even in large companies you know where there are large teams people still have different agendas and and different experience and different skills and talent different visions you know of their careers so finding like-minded people um who you know, genuinely can relate to what you're trying to do, I think is is super powerful. And it's not just about learning and getting answers. You know, at times it feels like therapy for a lot of people because it's like I talk to my boss, but he doesn't get it. You know, I want to automate everything, but he doesn't understand or she doesn't understand. Um, So I think, you know, again, going back to the theme, the power of community it's actually feeling that you're not on your own on this journey, um, and I think that's one of the most powerful things about you know meeting people via gen CFO. It's like, wow, you know I'm, I'm not alone here. Um, now that kind of happened quite quickly with me on LinkedIn that the pro- The problem with LinkedIn is that it's just too noisy mm. and it's no longer a community or even a place to try and find information it's just just noisy so the power of a community is that it is niche mm-hmm. um and it, and it is bringing you know a small group of people together you know i i always say to our group leaders we've got a number of community leaders who are kind of advocates and working in business um not not consultants that you know you want to cap your group at around 200 um find 10 people to start it off you know, kick it off and build some momentum, but but don't go too far, because then it will get noisy, and then that's really not helping anyone.
0: A little bit of the Elon Musk uh, two pizza mentality, right? Never have a team meeting with more than more than a group that could eat two pizzas.
1: Yeah, to- totally. Because you know, it, you how can I get that sense of community when I walk into a room? And there's, you know, a thousand people there, mm-hmm. like but whether it's online or at a conference, like some of these conferences, and you're in America, you know, we, we're in Diddley UK where, you know, a thousand people in a room is probably the max, but, you know, it's overwhelming. So you want to bring it back down to literally, you know, if you're going to set up a community or find a community, try to find small ones, um, try to find ones that are managed well you know, who who have people leading groups that are manageable so you can actually be heard um, because otherwise it's just, you know, I don't know, an advertising thread for someone who's leading a group. And that's Mm -hmm. not what a community is.
0: Yeah. And so talk about um, the value. So, you know, if I I join the Gen CFO community, the things that I would expect to see uh, and... I'm not allowed to join because I'm a CMO. Uh, and so. Definitely you know, not. <laughs> one day I'll go and get an accounting degree. We, we've got
1: Jen's CMO in the
0: pipeline now. Okay. <laughs> no, we, we actually don't. Next, we don't. We have the next CMO here. So that's that's okay. <laughs> um, but what I'd be looking for, and, and I'm a member of plenty of marketing communities for this reason. So to your point, niching niche specific communities like I'm a member of copywriting communities um secondly like the current events and trends right so in in fpna and accounting it's all the regulation that we all have to keep up to date with and trying to understand how different people are approaching it to then apply it to your organization Um, you, you mentioned group therapy. I, I had in my notes the shoulder to cry on when you need it or the advocate when you need it, right? Someone to boost you up when you're feeling down. Yeah. Um, and, and as well as that outside perspective that we've already talked about and, and a trusted network because you've got to be able to, you know, our worlds uh, in whatever department you're in can get lonely and can get isolated in an organization just simply because we get put in little departmental pigeonholes and uh, you've got to go and find those other departments in other businesses because otherwise people just don't get you, get your challenges, get the uh, frustrations that you're, you're feeling. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, as a member of many communities, that's what I get the value from. The question I have for you is, that's all get, 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 get. Yeah. How should, how should um, folks think about giving value to their communities?
1: It's a great question. And, and just, you know, to say first, that GenCFO set up in a very similar way, right? It, we know what people want from us and and we offer that up um and I think it's I think we're very much last to the party, you know, our approach has been compared to the tech community or like other communities out there that have been running forever, you know, and it's just like why why were the accountants always forgotten about mm-hmm. um so that's going well. I suppose what what you can do is it's a funny one you know we had a members meet this week and i asked people you know what what do you guys want to be saying about the community in three months time and they were they came out with all this stuff like you know it's like oh i want to find a mentor and i want you know to be shouting about the fact that the mental scheme's great i want to be you know i've got a, a conference coming up in a couple of months it would be great to you know hear people's public speaking skills and actually to get up to speed on some of the stuff that I'm talking about which was all digital transformation related so whatever it is it's just engagement yeah Mm. being there for other people because and I think people can be quite shy when they first go into a community or find it a little bit you know like I'm not sure about this but if it is a vetted community and a niche community you can't tell whether you're amongst friends and peers but but you are you know by definition because it's vetted so I would say just engage you know I th- I think it's probably fair to say that probably only 20% of our community online actually posts or comments or likes um, I'd love to see that higher because everyone's got something to offer mm-hmm. um, and and we're quite you know open about the levels of people that we let in you know we try to sort of stream things and put people into different groups for their own conversations but a finance manager might come in and go I'm a power bi expert you know or a planful expert (laughs) and get completely like bombarded with questions from senior leaders Mm -hmm. so I think especially in the digital space everyone's learning so everyone's got a lot to offer um so I would say the best thing you can do as a community member is to offer yourself up whether that's posting whether that's liking um and obviously offline where we do events you know turn up to the events and and be part of it,
0: it that that and um uh, kind of leads me to an, an analogy that uh, our chief people officer Melissa Druth has uh which is you know, it's about culture, but very effective for, for community, which is, you know, at some point you're going to need to make a big withdrawal, right? Uh, from that community, right? You're going to ask them to do something that you're like, oh, that's a big ask. I'm really going to need, I'm going to need some credibility to do this. Yep. So that big withdrawal means that you have to be giving deposits all the time little deposits every time that could be a comment on someone else's post, starting a conversation, sharing an article, you know, curating some content for the community. But then when you're ready to take that, you know, like, Oh, I've got a really big problem and I'm going to need the community's help. People are willing to give you the cash back because you've made all of those deposits. And so I think that's really important for listeners as you're thinking you know the the community is easy to become a voyeur right uh yeah. and just observe everything and and learn give back uh because otherwise and that can snowball for you your career and it can also snowball for the community like you're creating a conversation that may not have existed
1: yeah it's so true and that that is something that sort of is very natural to some people they'll they'll be part of a community and and maybe they're more Of a type of person, you know, some people would sort of say, Oh, they're the extroverts, they're the talkers or whatever. But I don't think it necessarily is introvert or extrovert. I think they just get that, that, you know, reciprocity that you're talking about. If I give a load of stuff out, then when I ask for something back, it's going to be probably a lot easier for me to get that back. And it's also a lot easier for those people to give to you because they're not sitting there going, Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Never heard of him before they' they're going oh he seems like a really nice guy or I've asked him I've seen him ask questions about X y Z he's been really open and honest and I get a sense of who they are even from a virtual community mm-hmm. so I will be the one who says can I help and you know like I said about that three month forward question to the to the members you know we've already had people come in and say you know hey I Public speak all the time or i'm an experienced leader you know i'll give you some tips and tricks if you want and it's kind of that sort of support Mm -hmm. now if that member wasn't that vocal or brave to say hey i'm a bit vulnerable and i need to learn something then you know they'd just be sat in dark being a voyeur like
0: everybody else yeah um watching youtube videos or uh listening to chat gpt answer their questions and only getting one perspective right
1: yeah or they could you know post it on LinkedIn and get you know a hundred likes, but actually not learn anything at all, yeah, you know, so yeah, I think some people get that some people see it as you know being noisy and shouty, but I don't, not in a community sense, mm-hmm. um you know, if you were at a party with your friends um. You know, you, you don't want to be sitting there silent for two hours and waiting for someone to hit the dance floor. You want to all just come in and have a good time. So mm-hmm. be that person,
0: be the giver, um, and then everyone else will follow. Are there any, uh, I guess I'm not sure what you call them, but uh, let's let's call them member experiences for now. Um, are there any member experiences that have really surprised you? Any stories that you can share about, you know, members, members, uh, that has kind of, wow, I didn't think this community would deliver that, but it has. Uh, oh, am I allowed, I'm, oh, am I allowed
1: to, to say? Yeah, are you, please anonymize it. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think what I'm surprised about. So, Gen CFO, yes, it's a finance leadership community, but we believe that technology and digital transformation is is like an intimate part of that future right and what i'm constantly surprised about is how open people are about how rubbish their leadership are in this area and i mean whether it comes to understanding implementation to the, the racket of consultancy yeah, it's just like it all comes out mm-hmm. um so i think you know, without naming names and specifics, I think it's amazing that people find the, you know, home in a community to be that honest and they love it, you know, people and people respect it. You know, we don't sort of talk about Chatham House rules. Yeah, we just sort of say, look, just be part of the community, be honest. And, you know, we've got some, we do quarterly research and people are being really brave publicly as well it's not just behind closed doors where they're calling out the need for education and learning and you know that is a leadership issue as much as it is a sort of talent issue with gen z um so i think yeah and i think also there there's a lot of confidences in terms of um you know career career progression and problems at work as well uh, there's been a, i i'm quite public about a past story where i found a cfo fraud so i seem to be the go-to person for forensics in the <laughs> community it's like chris you know i've come across a fraud can you help me with this so yeah there's been lots of member moments i suppose um, and i love it i love it i can't wait to talk to people at our meetups and I can't wait to get on there in the morning. Um, You know, overnight someone signed up like a CFO from France. Uh, I could look at their profile and I asked them a, a relevant question. You know, it's th- that that's great. I prefer to spend much more time on our community than I do on LinkedIn, even though everyone probably knows me from LinkedIn because mm. LinkedIn is just, just noisy. Um so yeah,
0: lots, lots of moments, but I'm not naming names. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and, and, and what are some of the emerging trends that are coming out of the community right now? Like for our listeners, they, they come to being planful to listen to emerging trends and, and what's going on. What, is the, you know, what are the, the hot topics in the community right now for, for finance and accounting professionals?
1: I think so. We so we do this research reports. The last research report we did is on our analytics, and I think one of the hot topics there is all around, you know, how we take it to the next level. And hot topic generally is just skills and a massive skills gap, massive talent gap within the team. There's an ambition to move analytics forward, but you know, do we have the skills for it? Do we have the vision for it? This is where some of the criticism comes in. Um, you know, if I'm trying to push an agenda as a manager on analytics with no vision from my CFO or leader, it's it's almost impossible. So I think people are wants to learn more on the analytics side, and they see skills development, education, data career paths within finance as hot topics, um, also on the technology front, everyone's gone mad about ChatGPT. And we joked about it this week that, you know, every product manager out there at the moment is saying, we need to add a chatbot to our products. You know, <laughs> that's the solution to everything now. But it's like, you know, really, uh, you know, I, I think the jury's out on that right now in terms of how finance and accounting can use chatbots. So there was a a lot of talk about that. Um, And then I think in general, there's a lot of concern, like in terms of business, there's a lot of concern about practicalities of wage inflation, um, the uncertainty of business at the moment. You know, we're UK-based, even though we're a global community, and we've had quite a lot to deal with in the UK recently. So I think there are, you know, concerns around uh, wage inflation and and the way things are going at the moment in the economy, um, but yeah, it, it the thing is it's, it's it there's so many different trends. Um, that's the joy of uh, of being part of a community.
0: Well, and actually, yeah, that that does come back to the value that a community can provide, right? Uh, there's in in a community full of thousands of members. There's Hot topics that are relevant to you right now, and then and two weeks later, another relevant trend might be relevant to you at that time, but it's still relevant in the community. Those conversations are consistently ongoing. Yeah, uh, and, yes. and if you can, skills capitalize. and talent shortage, shortage isn't anything new, uh, but it might be new for you at that moment. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. and And again, if a community set up right, you know we're we're quite critical of communities that are set up on Slack because that's not a community platform. It was never designed to be a community platform. A good community is going to have a discussions area, a forum to to actually build up a bank of those sorts of questions, right? For exactly that reason, my problem today is your problem tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My, my solution today is your solution tomorrow potentially so you know you should be able to have a knowledge base search things you know ask people but also have some reference there and something like slack is really hard to to find answers on like that um and obviously linkedin you know you wouldn't you wouldn't go there for that you might ask chat gpt but then again who knows what answer you're gonna
0: <laughs> get <laughs> Yeah, I I think the challenge, so I'm a prolific Slack user and probably have eight groups on my side panel and uh, I was talking to a colleague the other day, I I don't actually use my mouse inside Slack because I just know all the shortcuts. Um, So for me, I'm like, I can find anything in Slack. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a bunch of groups out there and a bunch of people that uh, haven't been using it that long, uh, and it's it can be a quagmire of how do I find where I'm going and overwhelming, and therefore you get lost. So certainly, yeah, and it's it's also way. I would encourage
1: people to set up their own communities, and and if you do that, Slack can get very expensive because you know you start buying licenses for this stuff rather than. Yeah. You know, just having a, a tool. So um, yeah, but that's a different that's to the community. That's a creators different, different <laughs>
0: problem. But we can uh, we can model that one out, right? Um I'm exactly, sure there's yeah. a, a modeling conversation yeah. about, you know, um, well,
1: yeah. We've you know had lots of questions about license management and some yeah. of the, the vendors management software out there because there's a lot of finance people out there going we need to tame this license beast it's you know it's like out of control subscriptions and things like that spend analytics it's all yeah it's all part of the debate
0: well and it's all part of the conversation um and so my, my question to you is what are the go-to communities aside from gen cfo uh obviously i i don't think that you sh- as i just said i'm a member of many because i get Add, can add value and can get value from many different communities. What are the communities that you see out there in the market that you'd say to people, well, you should be a member of Gen CFO and
1: So I think so
0: community, as I said at the start is
1: about getting answers. So if you're looking to sort of educate yourself, self- educate yourself, I think that actually starts with your institution if you're qualified, right? So if you' if your institution has, an alumni or a peer network that sort of thing then you know I would start there but they will the chances are they're limited in what they can do and they certainly wouldn't be taking you to the pub you know it's sort of that that kind of thing but that that is that's a good start and when you know that's university as well as professional institutions things like that we partner up with the ACCA and the um, CAANZ, and so big massive networks there um, so start there. I think there are some conferences that have some communities. My, I'm reluctant to call them out, even though they're significant, because I don't think they're set up to be communities. You know, we're community first, they're event company first. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hell, I'll say it. I'll say it. So there are people like CFO Connect, right? They are yeah. an events company. They are, um, so actually, they're not. They're a technology vendor because it's Spendesk. They have a Slack community and now they have events. Mm-hmm. But CFO Connect is huge. The, the, the trouble that I have with some of those is that obviously behind it is a tech company. So they're looking at your data. You know, they're, they're, they have a profit motive in mind um but
0: that's a confusing term for a tech company profit did you say profit
1: (laughs) well we you know we're not all in (laughs) startup mode are we we're not all in startup mode um so you know it would be wrong for me to to just ignore that they are they are a big player um but there are you know there are richmond events who have their own forums um there are other you know, sort of partners that we partner up within the UK. There is one called the Shared Services Forum, which is really targeting big enterprise shared services. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the in the US, there is the CFO Leadership Council. Yeah. Um, so and and actually, there the divisional sorry the regional focus of these groups is actually really important. Mm -hmm. because what i talk about in the uk might not necessarily be you know as important to someone in the us right now as you talk about the economics in the uk and europe that could be different to somewhere else in the world so it's the, the niche community that you
0: need yeah and and i think that's a it's a really important aspect of what you said right at the start of this call is you know there's a certain size where it becomes important and so there's a regional aspect. There might be a kind of a focus area aspect. You might be in manufacturing and you want a manufacturing chapter, for example. Sure. That, yeah, you well, know, we'll use a finance term. The dimensionality of that is really important for a community to find what you're looking for. Um, I'd, Absolutely. I'd, I'd, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And they're going to have different tools. They're going to have different solutions. They're going to have different expertise. their their organizational structures will be different. Um, You know, in the UK, because of the UK makeup, you know, we attract a lot of people from retail, manufacturing. Um, There is a a real focus on sort of consumer goods, um, as well as financial services. Mm -hmm. But if I went to somewhere else, it might be, you know, consulting or it might be tech or IT. Um, you know the u k is a tier one country, so there's a whole breadth of things going on. Um, but I do think that that sort of niche and localization of a community is is super important. um but i can't I can't believe you got me to talk about my competitors that's you know <laughs> so outrageous.
0: Well, it's, it's you know it's important. <laughs> uh, the power of community. I, I, I would. Um, <laughs> I would say like your tech, many tech vendors have communities and, and they're great places to go and find resources about problems or challenges that you're facing within your technology area. I'm personally a member of uh, many CMO like, you know, MarTech communities, primarily because, you know, the, the explosion of MarTech, I need help from other people that have invested in technology that I've also invested in. And so... Yep. It's a very niche uh, conversation, but it's an important one to maximize what is typically big investments for you and your company. So, I, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll plus one that, but it shouldn't be the only community that you're a member of. And that's what I think I, I'm trying to say here is, and asking you to, to recommend your, your competition is just don't become a member of one community become a member of a lot and that might be actually one of your challenges chris is driving the engagement because people are members of many and so uh you yeah, might yeah. be we're in three and highly engaged in in one
1: i i, I completely agree with that and i because i think the outside perspective on what we do is even more relevant than before because as finance people we're being asked to be business people you know the whole trend around finance business partnering and I do believe analytics enables that and it's a super valuable part of that that equation you can't just be a great communicator about rubbish spreadsheets you know you need more than that so but I actually think going outside so when you know we've done the digital finance function awards you know we went out to analytics communities and we went out to business communities and we sort of said what do you think of this and they're like wow this is amazing like we thought you were a bunch of boring accountants maybe we'll start asking you to do more of this stuff mm-hmm. so there's almost like an, a, an appreciation of what uh, what people want by going outside um you know and that could be quite a stretch for some people because it's like you know what it's a big deal for me to join an a relevant you know what I see as a relevant group you know a CFO finance leadership group but then to go and join You know, an analytics group, or I don't know, a a public speaking group, or something. It's like, wow, you know that that's even a bigger stretch in terms Mm -hmm. of comfort zone. Um, But I do agree with you. I think it's it's very important to get that that breadth um, and that outside view of of what you're doing, and almost like a sort of I call it an advisory board, right? Mm -hmm. It's in startup. It's it's just comes by by nature you know you just you talk to lots of people there's only a few of you starting out so as you said about the two pizza rule but you still have a huge number of people that you might tap into yeah if you're in a larger organization sometimes you sort of think everybody within your organization is all you need but actually if you go outside to that peer advisory group um then you're going to get different perspectives rather than being in an echo chamber and that is that's super valuable
0: So uh, I know we're coming uh, short on time here. Any advice for folks as, you know, if they're sitting listening today, I think, you know, first thing I would say to them is you're a member of a community of fellow listeners, right? Um, And you can find all of the folks that have um, spoken on this podcast on LinkedIn, uh, to your point, connect with them, you know, uh, follow them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a bit harder, of course, you know, harder to search, harder to um, filter out the noise. Um, but do that uh, because I think you will find like-minded folks. But any advice, Chris, for uh, for listeners in terms of, you know, if they're thinking about, oh, actually, I realise I don't have a community. Um, what, should, what should they do now?
1: Uh, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I, I, where, where do you start to find a community? You know, I think, um, you, you're going to look for references. You're going to look for referral. Um, you know, you are going to probably go to your institutions and things like that. I, I think just be brave. I think that's what I'd be saying to to most people. Um, I, I, I've mentioned a few people and, you know, there's a big one in the USA. There's a big one in the UK. There's, you know, um, so just come along and have an open mind. And you know what, if you if you don't like what you see, you can leave. If you don't like what you see, you can, you know, not not engage. But I think the there is so much power in it. And this isn't just marketing hype, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the conversations that we have, the examples that we have, you know, are, are, are really valuable to people. Um, and whether it's just, you know, a mental health sort of evening with people and a glass of red, or whether it's something really practical that you can sort of get into online, um, I would say just, just give it a go um, and and be brave. And you don't have to be revolutionary, right, to sign up to a community. You don't have to have very, very strong opinions or a huge knowledge base. You know, all you're doing is sharing your own experience, and you're the expert in your own experience. So you know don't don't feel that you need to turn up with a sort of data science or a CFO sort of badge. Um, you you don't. you You just need to sort of be open to a conversation.
0: Well, really appreciate the advice and and the uh, and the kind of sharing of the value of communities uh, today, Chris. So uh, thank you. How can folks uh, find out about uh, Gen CFO? I think it's probably obvious, but let uh, I'll I'll let you kind of.
1: Well, if you Google Gen CFO, don't Google Chris Argent because apparently that's a a dead guy on Team Wolf or something. but yeah, Google Gen CFO, you're or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and if you're interested in celebrations, uh, also look at the Digital Finance Function Awards, mm-hmm. which is one of our flagship events because uh, that's a real celebration of people who are kind of leading the community. Um, so you can see what they're doing and uh, maybe get inspired to join.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. Have a, uh, have a great rest of your day and really appreciate you being on the Being Planful podcast.
1: Thank you for your time.
0: Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for stopping by.